Hello, and welcome to the Still Unsponsored Podcast. Yes, we're recording. Hello. For those wanting to know, I'm Chris. I'm Zach. All right, so uh, last couple episodes, we had pretty tight topics, covered a bunch of ground, and we didn't do our other like industry news type segments. So I think this show, we're basically just going to catch up with a couple of stories that we've been watching, or I've been watching. You've been watching. Yeah. And Happy holidays, everyone. Right, exactly. Uh, I think I'm one of the few people left that still uses uh, an RSS reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, Congratulations. We, we're just, like, lost in the wilderness now because RSS is dead and, like, Twitter is fast following. So, what do you do? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Donald Trump on a toilet. <laughs> tweeting mm-hmm. uh that could also be facebook just like amplifying what you want to hear yeah the, the facebook algorithm echo chamber um aka russian news rt something like that <laughs> okay so jumping right in hey what are you drinking tonight uh well i'm drinking a austin east cider's blood orange because that's what was in the fridge cool and you're not i'm drinking water yeah for a while yeah so that means i'm not drinking wine which means i'm not gonna be nearly as happy (laughs) these are gonna be angry stories these are gonna be angry stories let's start with the first angry story all right uh this was an ad week retailers dropping uh storytelling so that was the headline and it was an interesting story. So basically, it started out talking about how Cyber Week uh, or Cyber Monday uh, 2017 generated uh, $6.59 billion in revenue. Mm. was the largest online shopping day in history. Uh, and then it went into... Oh, there was another stat and some other story that was quoted to me, but I don't know the source. And it was like, allegedly, Amazon did half of that. Whoa. Yeah. And from watching the Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff this year, Amazon was not very aggressive. Uh, It didn't seem like, you know, they were competing that hard with people like Best Buy or uh, Home Depot. It was was almost like the ball was in those retailers court. So that just as a as an observation following up from our conversations about promos. Yeah. You know, that was kind of interesting. But back to the story, basically what they're saying is. Instead of crafting, you know, sort of longer cinematic feel good, you know, ads that get people all warm and fuzzy to spend money for the holiday season. Uh, inst- the Christmas tradition. <laughs> the Christmas tradition. Uh, consumerism, yes. Uh, they are going more like direct response mm. and like focusing on their loyalty programs as a way of like. You know, or basically crafting ads that say like, hey, remember how it's so great to do business with Kohl's, right? Or to shop at Kohl's and how that makes the, the you know, the season better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so thoughts on this. A lot of these guys are screwed anyway. Like death is coming and Amazon's going to be the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you think? This got dark quick. I'm not drinking wine. Like, it's, yeah. Is there is there a happy ending for people like J.C. Penney's? <laughs> no, J.C. Penney's been long on its way out. Yeah, same with like Sears. Yeah, but I do see a spot. You know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, more niche players, like REI, for example. Totally. 
they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, and they REI and Best Buy are adopting similar strategies where the website feeds people into the stores. Right. So fun story, uh, minor tangent here. Uh, I was at SEMPDX a couple years ago, and I sat on this really fun, uh, fun panel, and it was supposed to be about A/B testing. Mm-hmm. And there was a an A/B testing slash PPC person from REI, uh, and then there was an agency person there. And the panel was supposed to be on A-B testing. And the the agency person stood up and gave like, you know, 15-minute presentation on how to academically do A-B testing. The REI person stood up and said, doing A-B testing effectively is basically impractical because even companies like REI don't have the resources to generate two of everything. Yep. And and there's so many other external factors that get in the way of testing that everything that this agency person just said uh, is crap. <laughs> the agency person was so pissed, <laughs> so pissed. It was it was awesome. Um, and I think that I think that as you get bigger and more resources, you know, a topic for another show. Uh, you know, A/B testing is certainly practical, um, and you can do it, but. I still agree with the the REI person that in that instance, like the academic way that the agency person was talking about is really never going to happen. He read it off of a book. Yeah. Well, both of them were she. So here's the fun, fun fact um, that the REI person dropped. If you look at REI's website, there's a find in store button mm-hmm. or like a check store thing. Yep. She said that that did something like, you know, cut their e-commerce conversions in half. Mm. And so this was basically making her point on like, you may run a test that's good for the business, but is sort of bad for your metrics. So if you're looking at the world, the way the agency person was suggesting, you would miss the big picture that sales had gone up dramatically for yeah. the business, yeah. but hadn't, hadn't gone up for, you know, for e-commerce or I, I think she also had managed like the PPC channel or mm-hmm. something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like that had crushed their their conversion rate and so it sort of looked like things were ineffective but yeah interesting interesting thing best buy is now hitting that really heavily as well Uh, home depot has that as well yeah uh, find this in the store i really like that feature actually i'm a huge fan of that as well it's in this bay okay cool yeah Yeah, well okay so there's that right Mm -hmm. but then there's also it's waiting for you at the front door yeah yeah right Mm -hmm. so these retailers for a while can use their stores as warehouses yep and compete with Amazon that way if you like really want it now yep. assuming they can like fulfill it faster than Amazon For, Prime fulfill it fulfill fulfill okay there's no r in there <laughs> whatever <laughs> If they can have it ready for pickup faster than you can get there. <laughs> there we go. Fulfilled. And you're good to go. Message fulfilled. <laughs> fulfilled. Okay. So point one, most of these guys are boned anyway. And I don't think focusing on a loyalty program is going to help them. No, especially, you know, yeah, you, you take anything. Uh, Kohl's, well, what are they? Their part, department store, mostly clothing. Discount. Discount clothing. Yeah. I frankly am surprised that the Netflix style of clothing hasn't taken off yet. There's a lot of people out there doing that, but um, yeah, I think the whole uh, everything's gonna be flipped on its head, pretty flipped on its back, flipped on its head, whatever. What's flipped? Flipped. It'll be flipped and then picked (laughs) up. Okay. In a few years, I agree. Most they're 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 
It's a dying breed. Things are changing. Uh-huh. Is, is the point. The question. So here's all right. Another subject for another day. All this retail space. What do you do with it? Like after the Amazon apocalypse is happening. Well, it's happening in malls right now. A whole bunch of malls are shutting down. Yeah. What do you do with all that space? Uh, Convert it to condos. Convert it to cubicles. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. I, I we should an urban planner on the show. <laughs> Have you thought about the Amazon apocalypse and what that's going to do to mm. your shopping malls? Mm. Um. Okay, so here's a question for again, yet another show. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're like restocking the bank here. Uh, does shopping on Amazon, like sort of surfing through Amazon, fulfill the same like compulsion that people have to shop in real life? If the website's good, yes. You think so? Frequently bought with this. Yeah. Yet, tangent 53 for this show. Like, I, I think that the internet also has this impact of, like, the things that you get into get so obscure that, that like, there's no way that you could do that in retail because, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm into this particular brand of this particular thing that's only made yeah. in this particular country. Yeah. And, like, you know, yeah, no one's going to be able to, like, stock yeah. that on their shelves in Austin, Texas. Yep. Yeah. Um, Whole new world. <laughs> So, uh, long story short, let's wrap this, this news article. Well, up. Uh, hang on. I'm not done yet. Oh, <laughs> I had one more point on this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had two more points on this one. The first one was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have not read the show notes. <laughs> the ads are not, are not direct response. Like an online marketer would think about them. So even these like retailers are dropping storytelling, like as a headline, like I read that as thinking from my online marketing background and going expecting to see a a like car dealership style ad that's like the coal store is located at this address. Come now for ten percent off or fifty mm-hmm. percent off or eighty percent off or whatever. Right? That would be like direct response with no storytelling. Yeah, but there's still some sort sort of storytelling happen there happening there give me an example of one of these ads i you're i'm drawing a blank uh so the one that's in there is like it looks like there's two hordes like kind of braveheart style throwing presents at each other um and turn your sound down so it doesn't like ruin our lives here um and wi-fi chooch <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is yeah okay so like already they're like there's some aspects of storytelling here. There is a like a narrative in this ad. They hired a director. They hired a director. Like it's not. There's a lot of extras in this thing. Yeah, a super high production value. You know, and then the other one for uh, there's one for Toys R Us, and then I think there's another one for Home Depot in there. Um, you, you should mute it. Uh, should link to it so people can see what the hell we're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll link to it. Still unsponsored.com, but. Not not what we would think of as like direct response. So there, the the headline of the ad was not quite, or the headline you, of it was clickbait, not, Chris. Yeah, yeah it clickbait. was clickbait. It was clickbait. You got clickbaited. Well, I was really hoping that I was really hoping that one of two things would happen. One, the the clickbait sessions at at conferences where it talks about like how you need to tell a story to blah 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 blah, and it's like just sort of the hot thing right now would go away. That was one thing I was hoping, and then the other thing I was hoping is like maybe we were gonna 
enter a less emotionally manipulative ad creative era. <laughs> I can dream. Yes, not. Yes, not. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something a little bit more exciting for you, Zach. So let's let's summarize this whole entire shebang. Okay, Amazon's going to kill everyone. Okay. Uh, so you might as well move your business to Amazon now. And there's a whole bunch of open retail space. <laughs> uh, and if you're not participating in Cyber Monday, you're freaking out of your mind. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Next next topic. Uh, Amazon is blocking cookies. Or sorry, Amazon. Apple. Apple is right. blocking cookies after 24 hours. Yeah, this is... Headline says it all. <sighs> this pisses me off, frankly. Okay. I'm actually... This 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 one actually is, is kind of frustrating. Tell me how you feel, Zach. <laughs> We really need to have love line on here, and you have people calling in. So here's the thing: Apple has decided. Are you triggered yet? Apple has decided in their own whatever, their own uppity uppityness. So when you're on stillunsponsored.com to go see those ads that we were just talking about, you can see how Zach has no less than two Apple devices in front of him. <laughs> oh, true. you got to watch on, don't you? All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so basically what they've decided is various cookies are now being blocked for, I guess, 24 hours or whatever. And the idea behind this is you are not being tracked via the cookie pools out there on the interwebs, right? So when you visit a major publisher like Amazon, they generally are partnered with third parties that kind of map you out so they can say, okay, look, you are like data one warehouses. of the data warehouses. You, are, you bought a giant monitor you are probably a high income tech nerd right you've been kind of cooking right. into that pool and they track you through the web big and scary right oh my goodness yeah apple has decided go back and watch our or listen to our last episode right. with apple with has decided you know what we're not gonna yeah no we're not gonna let that happen yeah so here's the thing <laughs> this is what's frustrating okay tell me what's the thing zach the internet is like heavily monetized by this stuff. Yeah. Like astronomically. Yeah. How like that would be like Google saying, you know what? Yeah, we're just gonna accept cookies anymore. Except who, Google cookies. Who does Apple not like? Everyone. But specifically. I can think of two names that come immediately to mind. Google. And Amazon? Well, I was thinking Facebook. Well, yeah, okay. Who are the two biggest sellers of retargeting? Google and Facebook. Yeah. There's also a whole bunch of other third-party small tiers and all that other crap, but that's the point. So, right. Retar- like Google retargeting. Now what? Seriously, now what? It works for 24 hours and then it then it dies. Yeah. So, I would say like in the early days there'll be aftermath or or workarounds like remember when we were using like flash player to like drop cookies on people because you know that was the cookies didn't get erased when someone erased all their browser cache stuff like that um so i'm sure there'll be like some crazy workaround like that but yeah you know on one hand it'll make the whole like attribution you know vendor thing goodbye well, no, I was thinking actually more more important because if they're making guesses at like how how often someone visited from different devices, then you're not going to get that though. It, well, that that's the whole point though is that the attribution vendor would be building models to try and make assumptions about how that's working. Good luck. 
It, it, that's kind of how I feel about it as well. Yeah, it'd be, good it'd luck. be like everyone. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of mobile devices. You don't know which one's which. Right. So the argument in this article, I was just reading it really quickly. The argument is that uh, only they're saying most of the fifteen uh, percent of mobile browsing occurs in the browser, with the eighty-five percent taking place in apps. So their their whole argument here is it's eh, not a big deal. The problem is when they take that and extrapolate it out to the desktop version of Safari, or they decide to lock down apps or whatever. I mean, I don't know. This this mm. here's the thing: the internet has regulated ways of doing things, right? So there's the ad choices, that whole platform. You can literally turn off the cookies if you want. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. This you can clear your cookies, folks, right? You can clear your cookies. Well, okay. So I think it's also a important point to like to say why would a consumer want retargeting right and my argument there has always been like you you as a consumer want retargeting because or want some of this profiling because the ads are going to be more more curated to you're going to see them regardless well but you're going to see you know things that you want to see but like think back to the early days of the internet or think about watching tv where it's like you watch the nightly news and like you know 90 percent of the ads don't apply to you you know senior psoriasis right like sorry that's not the like particular medical problem i have you know like i i don't like spend my money on pharmaceuticals thankfully um yeah you know but if there was retargeting on tv you know instead i would just see a bunch of ads for best buy and amazon yeah um for apple products so i guess this is like apple sticking its foot where it doesn't belong it's kind of what i'm getting at this this is to me this is a non-issue there's ad blockers you can clear cookies there's ways to get around if you're really privacy and okay so let's 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 step back you know bitching about it's not going to help because apple's going to do whatever they're going to do anyway like uh what do we marketers do about this uh, I don't know. There, someone will find a way to get around it, and then they'll implement it, and it'll be the vicious cycle. So I would say, you know, try and drive people whenever you can into into engagement lists, like yeah. email lists, into social media, into you know, skip like okay. So for example, here's here's going to be one of the big holes, right? Facebook will track you whenever you're logged in, mm-hmm. right? So Facebook probably doesn't care about this because if you're logged into Facebook, then they're tracking your specific user across a whole bunch of things. So yeah, the cookie might get wiped. Until after Apple t- decides it doesn't want to allow the Facebook. Well, okay, fine. You know, but then you still have that retargeting like, okay, in Safari, I logged into Facebook or clicked some share link and then, you know, I, I was logged into mm-hmm. Facebook. I then I went over to Zach's awesome store. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm back in Facebook and I'm captured, and I'm seeing a bunch of ads for Zach's awesome store. Yeah, right. So all is not lost. It's just going to be a pain. It's a slippery slope. I I think, but they're the only company really interested in doing this. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they have enough users, though. They're right now. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely convinced that all is lost but this is very interesting yeah we'll see what happens yeah um okay so (laughs) moving on to yet another apple story uh preparing for a post handset world i heard this in two different stories um uh this one and then i think i also heard it maybe on exponent which is another podcast i listen to 
but they were talking about like exponent was specifically talking about like are we getting close to not needing a handset so like is the iphone going to go away and be replaced by your apple watch especially since your airpods or your bluetooth your headset. douche head not goggle <laughs> things well, douche pods let's just say your bluetooth headset <laughs> can pair with your your watch you know do you need the phone and this article is like well the if you're using your watch like a phone then it's only going to last three hours um and uh and it doesn't have a camera and it doesn't have a couple other convenient features but the short answer is yeah you can kind of get away with it for short periods of time uh this is all kind of assuming you're a heavy user right Mm -hmm. you know if you're a light user and you're just running around town running errands then yeah you probably could totally get away with it in Mm -hmm. fact you might not even need the airpods like you just talk to your wrist yeah so you know we talk about impact on impact on marketing um first of all just as a as a human being it's kind of exciting to think that like you'd go to dinner and people wouldn't be like buried in their phones which i'm totally guilty of but like yeah i've made a commitment to not use my phone during dinner usually i flip it over it's about the person you're with chris about the conversation (laughs) not the phone i have shitty dinner companions it's usually you (laughs) (laughs) which is why which is why i'm always on my phone so usually I'm just talking to myself. I'm, I'm augmenting your personality with things that interest me and, and retargeting it. Uh, Best Buy ads. Amazon ads. Best Buy. <laughs> Thanks. In fact, if you could get like some ad space like right on your forehead, that, that would, all right. It would like help me maintain oh, LED eye. monitor. On my yeah. It would help me maintain eye contact. That could be a good way to make some money. Monetize. Monetize foreheads. Yeah. There's a guy that tried that. Yeah. <laughs> less permanent option. Yeah. Less permanent option. Um, I don't or, know. It, this is, this is definitely very interesting. Um, I don't know. So, look at like personally speaking, I don't use my phone very much. I'm at my computer at the office, or I'm at my computer home. If I'm traveling, I'm not really doing too much. So, I think starting with the first Apple Plus size phone, mm-hmm. whatever that was, seven plus, six plus, I think six plus. Yeah. I became a heavy phone user and stopped using my iPad. Mm. Um, probably my like total screen time went up significantly. Mm. So, uh, and and that's also saying like, well, at home, my phone became, excuse me, uh, more appealing than, uh, than my iPad. Right. So the, the last time I logged into my iPad was probably like the day that I got the, the six plus. So it's an old iPad. Oh yeah. You probably should get rid of it. Yeah. I probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think it could be problematic because apps like, you know, apps like Facebook, apps like, uh, you know, Instagram, those sorts of things will have to rethink like how they work. And and it even be disruptive to like just the whole app ecosystem. Right. Yeah. Like maybe you see a return of like large format. You know, it's not mobile first anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like, again, desktop first, but mm-hmm. maybe there's some sort of like there's got to be some sort of feature of like, Hey, I'm out and about and I saw this thing remind me when I get back to my main screen mm-hmm. to like, burp, burp, burp. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So some sort of like version of notifications or something that's well, like serious. So smart. So let's do it all for you. Yeah. Well, okay. So Siri, clear my cookies. So 
we're also i think about to see a revolution in like digital assistance and like building skills like we i think we know a lot of companies that we're working with that are building skills um for alexa mm-hmm. um but you know and i don't know if siri does it so much right now i think no, she's still, pretty closed yeah she doesn't work as well anyway um <laughs> yeah uh Okay, I I just got to talk about this because I thought it was so cool. So Destiny, the game, has like an a, yeah an in-game virtual assistant, right? This sort of a character, but Bungie released a uh, a skill for Alexa that allows you to talk to your in-game virtual assistant, you know, in real life, and I and it it does useful things that you need in game that these are features in the UI they never released. So I thought it was a really cool linkage between like real life virtual assistant and and virtual virtual assistants you're just not having any of this no, i'm not having any of this <laughs> okay <laughs> all right moving on so uh, yes that's the, the future is now yeah uh okay so the next story is a direct follow-up from our last episode episode 10 where we were talking about wait what do we what's the what's the What's the summary? Well, the book summary of said said Apple Watch. Oh, future. Uh, same thing as the first story. We're all screwed and we're gonna die. You know, it'd be really cool is if you could order something from your watch and it's delivered by the time you get home. That would be really cool. Uh, all right. Ooh, Moz, here we go. What do we got? Yeah. Okay. So we were talking last week. Remember, we were saying like, okay, so these attribution v- vendors building models that, uh, you know building models that give you a window into what's probably happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And Elliot was saying, you know, you need to ask the vendor, like what's the, the signal to noise, like error rate in their models. Right. And then we were talking about how Google and Facebook could potentially have the superior product just because it's not a, uh, it's not a model. It's just straight up data. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they just know what's going on. And that led us to the, you know, that argument between, uh, you know, would someone like Google or Facebook making an attribution vendor be biased uh, either towards their own products or biased against other marketing channels by um, by making the the sort of barrier of certainty so high that they would never bucket a sale as coming from another channel. Mm hmm. So if you look in the in the documentation of the way GA works, so backing up, this story is a is background on how direct traffic in GA works. Mm. So direct traffic is the other bucket essentially. If GA doesn't have data for it, um, it ends up in direct. Or in if they, yeah. it, how is this news? It, it's not okay. Um, but what is a follow up from our previous episode is if you look at the chart that's included in that story, Mm -hmm. the very first possible outcome is Google AdWords. Yeah. And this makes sense from a Google architecture standpoint, but this also makes sense from sort of a high level, like product engineering, reinforcing your advertising product with your analytics and attribution product, Mm. because it's not like, AdWords would always win if they're in a competition because they have the first window of opportunity. Like, Except, Chris, you can change the order of processing in analytics. Yeah, but how many people do that? Hmm. 
you would have to know you would have to read it's an admin you just go to default channel mapping and you can you would so you would have to like read this article and then you'd have to listen to this podcast and then you'd have to like call (laughs) your or if you understand it never mind yeah you can change it yeah you can set up filters but you know i remember why i lost my interest in mods this stuff is so extra chris that's what the new kids are saying now so extra. extra what's that mean basic it's the new basic zach the point is not that it's basic for you it's basic you do you could do that like you and i both know from looking at client accounts that no one sets up filters when they should yeah right the point here is that google is already doing the things that we theorized they would be doing yeah in the last episode yeah yeah so you don't need to read this whole article on what is direct traffic we can tweet that to you so what's the point of this the point <laughs> fuck are you not paying attention god damn it <laughs> and i haven't had a sip of alcohol in a week i give up cool <laughs> yes i'm fucking with you you, you want to summarize here zach you summarize this one <laughs> so basically we, google is already uh, doing what we thought it would do yeah yeah and here's the proof here's the proof Especially when you do the product linking stuff, it's really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you do a search console integrating right. with analytics, it chooches. Well. It there, does some really cool stuff. There's, there's the other proof of it, which yeah. is like, okay, the only way that you really are going to get the search console information or this query data, mm-hmm. like especially now that they're like hiding the queries, mm-hmm. is by using Google Analytics mm-hmm. and is by buying their advertising products. Yep. So, yeah. Full circle. Yep. Google can do whatever they want to the world. Yeah. So that would make Google's attribution pro- product probably the best. <laughs> but I want to try the thing out. Yeah, totally. Me too. Uh, I bet you it's freaking awesome. I, I bet it is too. Yeah. yeah. But it's also going to say that Google products are the best. And they probably are. Which they probably are. Yeah. So anyway, that is it. All right. Okay. What's our time? Uh, 30 minutes. Exactly. Boom. Look at that. (laughs) An episode of news and commentary. Yeah, exactly. In 30 minutes. There we go. Cool. Well, uh, with that, we'll close. Uh, Stillensponsored.com is the website where you can check out all the links from this episode, since there are many, uh, and embedded videos, which there will be several. Uh, And then find us on social media, uh, Instagram.com slash Stillensponsored, Twitter, all the same. If if you go to the website, there's links there, people. Go to the website. Yeah, exactly. And sign up for the email newsletter. Right. It's not uh, Apple Watch friendly yet. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> and and Siri's not a fan, but she's not really a fan of life. So. Good party. <laughs> well, that was the AOL mail thing. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>